Yo, what's up, world? This is your man, Precise from the Go, and you are now tuned in to Hood Cash Radio, playing all your favorite independent artists from the shy to the dirty south, where they play only independent music. What up, world? It's your boy, Karan J.I., and you are now in tune with the number one radio station on the net, Hood Cash Radio, where they play all the hottest independent artists on the planet. Turn your radios up. J.I., baby. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Master Ace from EMC, and you are tuned into Hood Cash Radio. That's right. Yo, what up? This your boy, Solo Exquisite. When I'm in Chi-Town, I keep you locked and tuned in to the number one internet radio station, Hood Cash Radio. What's up, y'all? This your girl, Queen G, and I'm rocking with Hood Cash Radio. Y'all stay tuned. Hood Cash Radio. You're tuned in to the number one internet radio station, Hood Cash Radio. Silk, not satin. You got me speaking Latin, and that's never happened. Body parts clapping, I'm emotionally confused, but there's no misunderstanding. You made it clear what you came here for. He walks in, no conversation. Clothes fall to the floor. He dives in, head first, kissing my thighs, knees bent, touching the sky. His lips pressed against mine, his tongue hungry for my moisture. My hands gripping the sheet's body pulsating, he came to devour me. Heavy breathing, his mission is to kiss me down below until he can't go any more. He's got me served up on a platter napkins for any splatter. But he is about to go numb. She's ready to explode. Shaking, pulsating, screaming his name, tears falling, sweating. This is intense. Heaven must be like this. I accept it. Then my body relaxes. Kiss me. programming and does not necessarily reflect those of Future Vision Entertainment, its advertisers, or its sponsors. It's Friday night, and guess who's coming? Time for the adult radio talk show featuring authoress Katrina Brown. Hey, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I pray everybody is well, being safe, and definitely wearing those masks. And I pray that you all had a blessed week. Today, I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of my online dating experience and the online dating world. And you can just throw social media in there too, because it's all the same. 
because you don't know who's behind these pages. A lot of phony pages are being made. You know, you have to investigate and Google. But we'll get that, you know, we'll get to that when I talk about the bad. So today, this is, I'm going to give you my personal perspective of the site. I feel that the dating site platforms are for legal prostitution, prostitution, excuse me. The owners are the pimps. They charge you to read messages and to perform certain tasks and functions needed to connect with potential daters. I believe some are ashamed to admit that they met someone online because they're worried about what other people say. So you think about it when I say pimps, because they're making money off of people that potentially, some people really want to find love. I mean, you know, I started this whole online dating process because I was a real person in search in search of a real relationship from my real heart. So it wasn't a game to me. You know, it was, I really was in search of um, a potential or a long lasting relationship. So in order to go online, you put your profile picture on, right? You take your picture, you put your profile up, then you feed them your information, you know, your height, weight, occupation, you know, whatever you want to do. And then they ask you what type of person that you're looking for, you know, and then they kind of put you in a pool of, you know, the people that you would like to meet. So when I say this, okay, so now you're getting the messages, right? So now you're getting into it because people are responding to your pictures. But in order to read those messages, you have to pay for it. So this is how the pimps, the uh, creators are getting paid. And with the ratio, the people that's on there is basically for sex. I say 65%. That's how I really got started. Um... In writing this book, I titled .com because I had met someone. He was 50, old, 50 years old in Chicago. He was going to school, and we talked on the phone. He was an associate pastor, right? But he was really sarcastic, and I knew it wasn't going to work. We just talked on and off for two weeks. So we talked, and one day he said to me, you know, can I tell you, I would like to tell you why I really was on an online dating site. And I said, go ahead. So he said, well, you know what? I was doing research for a paper for school. And I was like, okay. So he had told me that 65% of the women on online dating sites is for sex. And I was like, really? And he said that Match.com was the most successful dating site and eHarmony and Black People Meet were at the bottom. And as he continued to talk, the light bulb went off. And I was like, wow, you know what? I've had some crazy experiences, some good, bad, and ugly you know, I'm going to write about it. So the next day I went to work and got some paper and got my pen and sat down. And that's how the book.com was born. It was all from, you know, the idea of him. And you know what? What's funny? He doesn't even know that he inspired me to even write. So, you know, maybe one day I don't even know where he is because you know what? We never met. So, like I said, it didn't work. So it was okay. But back to the online dating thing with the, you know, the good and the bad and ugly, you know, because people, I think they are ashamed to express that they are meeting people or even tell people because they are ashamed. They think you're crazy. They don't think you're desperate or that you're just being, that you're just totally retarded. I can honestly say it does make me paranoid at times. You have to be careful. You have to be cautious. And you have to use common sense. Because if someone is looking or staring at me personally, I am unsure if this person is from my site, you know, from my job, or is it someone that is upset with me that me and this person didn't connect? So I really don't know. So 
It is really, really crazy. So the mindset of people today also in dating. And then, you know what? It's not just the young guys. You know, I mean, people, guys over 50, late 40s, you know, the games and stuff. People play. This dating, this dating thing is really, really scary out here because you don't know, you know, you got the keyboard gangsters, you got the people using pictures from when they were 20 saying that that's them and it's not. And then you got, you know, the ones that, you know, the scammers, you know, people trying to take advantage of you, the romance scammers and just everything is going on out here. So you really have to be careful about, you know, who you see and who you talk to and give your personal information. You know, if you want to meet someone, meet them in a public setting, you know, go by the police station. How about that? Go by the police station. Then you know they ain't going to get you. So go by the police station or, you know, a large parking lot. Walmart. Everybody's at Walmart. Go to Walmart. But um, never, you know, invite people to your home that you don't know. You know, take your time. No rush. You know, enjoy it. But um, I went on the online dating site from 2012 to 2016. And these are my experience that I encountered. So I'm going to talk about some of the good, the good people, because I did meet some good people. Honestly, I did. Like I told you, I was engaged for two and a half of those years. So I was engaged to, and I met Ryan from New Jersey. And we talked, uh, we connected a month or so. Um, my birthday was coming up and we uh, went to, I went to New York. We met in New York. You know, I didn't go to New Jersey. We met in Manhattan. I was familiar with Manhattan because when I used to do bus trips, I used to go to New York all the time. So I was kind of familiar with where we stayed. So we did meet. Um, we talked. We decided we was going to meet. He told me he was going to come back to Chicago, you know, if everything connected. But anyway, got on the plane, went and met Ryan in New York, in Manhattan. So we got together. Uh, he came from the train station. You know, we met. We right in the middle of the sidewalk. Now, you know, New York is packed, right? So we stood there and we just kissed in the middle of the sidewalk. In Manhattan, everybody walking around, you know, they rude as hell in New York, right? They looking at us like, get out the way. Move. But it was good. It was a, it was a good meeting. So after that, checked in our hotel, went upstairs, you know, we got together. Now y'all want the details of what I did or what happened? Y'all really don't want that. Do you really want that? So now you got to know I've been talking to this guy. We've been Skyping. So I had a kind of idea of what I was working with. So this is the thing. I pick my battles real light, right? So I'm, you know, taking my time because I really wanted this because this was really after my divorce because I had been divorced probably at that time. It was the first six, eight months, something like that. So we got to the room and everything that I've seen on Skype. Believe me, it was there. What's that song by Saweetie? My type. And I love when she say that part. Uh, uh, I ain't talking about the eight figure part. When she say that H, uh, the eight inch, um, boob. That's my type. That's that pipe. When I tell you that boy had the pipe. Do you hear me? Man, I was gone that first day, right? So he, he, he got down on one knee and, um, proposed on my birthday. So we really enjoyed ourselves, each other. We went out that night for dinner. And when I tell you, and now at this point, and I think about our relationship because I really love this person. I was really in love with him. I bent over backwards because I really wanted to work. 
And this went on for two and a half years, me going to New York, to New Jersey, him coming to Chicago, because I really, you know, thought it would work. But we had some great times. Um, and now I think about it, it's a lot of lust, and I was lusting after him. Because when I tell you everything fit in each place, I mean, he filled me up entirely. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm telling you, I couldn't, man, when I was, I mean, I was running home after work. I mean, in the morning, man, I'm going to tell you, every time I looked at that man, I was like, uh, I ain't have to say nothing. I was getting, I, I when I tell you, I was getting it. I did look, I was getting it. it. It was the bomb. Yeah. I'm telling you for two and a half years, we had a good, good time. So, we still, you know, I still don't, I'm, you know, he's moved on and I moved on. And um, we didn't get married because I got kind of scared because it would have been a whole change for me because he would have had to move here and start all over from zero. And I'm in my, I was in my late 40s at the time. And I was like, no, nah, you know, when I raised my sons, I really didn't want to start over. So, and then he was stuck. You know, he was comfortable with being there in the house. And yeah, because he had it made. You know, he was getting sex. He was getting food. He was getting fed. He was getting sucked. He was getting licked. He was getting everything. So he was good. But I was like, you know what? All of this is going to end. So it became an end to me. And, you know, it took me a little time to, you know, get over him because I was really, that was one of the happiest moments of my life. And um, I still have love for him. You know, he wasn't a bad guy. Wasn't a bad guy at all. Was not a bad guy. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Tony. Tony was from New York. This is 2017. And me and Tony, Tony was a, a veteran. He was in his early 50s, maybe. I mean, we met on, you know, on the site. And, you know, he was a very, he was a very nice guy. Very respectful. And, you know, at that point in my life, I wasn't looking for a relationship, you know, because I had given up, you know, because I was like, look, Lord, I do not make good choices, right? So my reality was like, look, you got this. I'm going to sit in the passenger side. You sit in the driver's side because, man, I ain't going to say just me. I'm going to say Trixie does not make good decisions. I'm telling you. You know, she off the chain. She going for it. She was out here just like a guy. You know, like, okay, let's, let's do it. So I was like, you know what? I need to slow down. So at that point when I met Tony, it was more of a friendship type thing. And I mean, it was really endearing and it was good. So we talked on the phone. It was his birthday in February. We talked and talked. And this is actually somebody I went to meet personally. Uh, his birthday was that month and he was like, look, come celebrate my birthday with me. I said, okay, fine. He was like, look, I'm gonna get your ticket. We're gonna go to a Broadway play. So, you know, I'm looking at his pictures. He was a nice looking guy, you know, from his pictures. Right. So I get to the airport. He picks me up and I'm looking like, okay. And I'm looking. So now he gets out the car, pulls up. I say, where did his other five inches go? He had to be. Five inches shorter well, up under me, right? So I'm like, okay, you know. So now, you know, everything, the car ride, he said, well, come on, let's go get something to eat. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, what the hell? Did he shrink on some of the pictures? Or the... I'm like, what happened? But, I, you know, my mind, the thing is, I'm here now, right? So I'm like, I'm going to make the best up. So we went to go get some. No, 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 we parked. We went to a restaurant, we parked. So now I'm getting out the car. So now we're walking. And he had a limp, right? 
and even his arm, it's like his left, his right side, I want to say. He held his arm a certain way and he had a lamp. And I was like, wow, I didn't know he was handicapped and short, but he was still a nice guy. So it was still a friend. So, but once we sat down, I was still very, oh, let me tell you something. I was really proud of myself too, because I didn't let none of that interfere with me. His physical, you know, being, it was just that I didn't know that he was, you know, had been hurt or was he on disability? I ain't know, right? But it was really nice. But what he had told me, we sat down and talked, and he had told me that when he was overseas and he was in, you know, fighting, he was in the army, he almost lost his life. He said he was in the hospital nine months and all the extensive uh, surgery and, you know, reconstructive surgery to get back to at least where he's able to walk down. I was like, wow, that is really, really something. So that night we went, we got the hotel room, we went to um, Manhattan, we went to see a Broadway play, the movie with um, Denzel, Fences, we did, and it was, that was my first Broadway play that I physically, so now look, we in Manhattan, you know they ignorant as hell, right? So now I got him, he looking like my little brother with his one arm and his limp. And people was pushing, and I was mad. I was, you know, like, gone. You you see, we trying to walk. So I'm trying to walk with him. It's cold, because now it's February now, so it's cold as hell. So we walk in, we get in there. But I tell you, it was awesome. Everything was awesome. And um, we got back to the hotel, and um, we chilled, you know, went to sleep. It wasn't nothing. It, not even a kiss or nothing. It was just pure friendship. And that was it. So the next day, I was going to go to the mall because we had nothing to do because I was supposed to leave that Sunday. And actually, I could have came home that Friday because, I mean, it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't no connection. It wasn't nothing like that. So I was like, look, well, give me the keys to your car. I'm going to the liquor store. I, I found me a liquor store. I'm going to give me some champagne because I can't keep sitting up here with you watching A&E and First 48 and Snap. Oh, we in. I could be going back home. So I found a liquor store. Wasn't too far. Came back. Drunk me some champagne. I just chilled. You know, like I said, it was uh, a very friendly visit. It wasn't anything intimate. And it showed me that it's still some good men out here. All right. So we are going to be listening to a few of this one song that inspired me uh, yesterday. So keep this in mind, ladies. In my life, I've seen it all. And now it's time for me to pass on this knowledge to you, all my sisters, my troubled sisters. This is my gift to you. The young sisters fade. See, I'm crying now, my brother down, running in the streets, low self esteem, thinking that used to be me. What a shame. Damn, life is a mother, it's hard to sit back and see the same thing that happened to me happened to you. Can't hold a good woman down 
And I'm going to start this off with the bad part of online dating. Oh, my online dating. So I'm going to tell you about this guy named Jess, which is in Chicago, right? I ain't going to tell you where he worked, but he's in Chicago. So, and it wasn't uh, social, it was on social media. He messaged me. Now, this guy had been, you know, leaving me messages for a couple of months. You know, I'm, I go back and forth. If you leave me a message, I will respond, you know, out of respect because you're giving me your time. I'm not funny like that. So he, you know, had been trying to get in touch with me. So I finally decided to call him. So we did talk. We sent each other pictures. Of course, he went through my profile. I went on his profile, but it was something about his profile that he's not really on social media like that. So he probably hadn't made a post you know, the last couple of years. So I thought that was kind of strange, right? So you found me, but you're not actively on here, right? Because, you know, I'm like a, almost like the pet detective. You know, I start looking through stuff and going through to see if you know somebody, if somebody's commenting. So anyway, we finally got in touch with each other. We talked on the phone and then we decided, you know, to FaceTime. So when I went, we went on the phone and when I seen this guy, he was 
fine. When I tell you fine, he looked, I was like, man, he is. He was fine. Very handsome. Uh, dark complected. He had like a gray, his gray mustache, goatee. You know, he was dressed nice. He was just saying he's out work. So I said, okay, where you work? He said, I work for the city. I was like, okay, fine. So, you know, I let him know where I work, what I do. So we talked and he was like, look, I've been trying to get in touch with you. I really want to meet you, you know. And now this is how he's talking. You know, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, you don't even know me. This is our first time, you know, talking. But, you know, I, I go along with it because, you know, it'd be a bunch of BS, right? So we talked and he was, uh, everything he was just saying, all the right things. So each day I talked to him, I would talk to him. Each day it was like, he was trying to stroke my ego and, you know, make me feel more comfortable and reassure me that he is the one for me. And, you know, then he threw in a few little Bible scriptures and yeah, you know, as you know, the Lord and this way, I was like, okay, so I'm talking to this guy. Now I'm just strictly talking to him, right? Now I work, he works. So we never uh, physically got together at this point. We just talked. And then I was just like, man, this guy, Man, he is really, he can really pull somebody in. I mean, a, a woman that is weak or with low self-esteem, man, he would have got you. He was that smooth. I'm telling you, he was cold. And I was just, you know, I would talk to him and talk to him. So now on this one particular day, and then, now this is another thing, ladies. Isn't it something when someone, you initially start talking to somebody, right? Now, you, they're calling you, they're texting, you know, whatever, making such a, making this big effort to get in touch with you, right? And all of a sudden it just stops. So it's like, okay, you've been calling a month straight. What happened to day 31, day 33? So now I'm like, oh, okay, he was on some mess. So now he comes clean, you know, a little bit and say, well, you know what? I was at the end. Now I asked him, was he in a relationship? I also asked him, did he live with someone? And what he would do is he would never answer. He would go around the question or ask a question with question. That's something else you need to watch out. You know, give me a direct answer. You know, when they don't give you a direct answer, it's something behind it. So, you know, be aware about that. So I'm, you know, keeping that in mind. So on one Sunday, I was home. I had cleaned up. I was at, you know, clean up the house. And I had some champagne. Uh-oh. I'm listening to music. You know, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable. So he was like, where you at? And I was like, I'm at home. And, you know, I was at home alone. Right? So I said, well, come over. So he came over. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I had seen him prior to this. Let me go back. I seen him in person. We've met. When I tell you. He was exactly just as fine in person. He was about six one. He was muscular, like slim to muscular build. I mean, he had a nice when I, I mean a luxury. It was real, real nice. And I'm like, why is this man on social media trying to meet women? I mean, because he does not have a problem with meeting women. Because he was, he was nice. He was very, very handsome. So now he at my house. So, and he was at Katrina's house, but he was in the house with Trixie. Okay. So, now let me set you up for that. (laughs) 
So I was sitting there out and listening to music. So he came in. He was like, well, who here? And I was like, ain't nobody here. You know, that's my house. So he went, he walked around and, you know, went in his room. I was like, I'm telling you, no one is here. So I'm in the kitchen. He's sitting there and I'm sitting there. He said, you just sitting here drink. He didn't drink or smoke. So we sitting there. No, no, I was sitting there. He was standing over me. So I stood up. So now we kissing, right? Now, tell me how important kissing is to you. Kissing to me is everything. And I think it's levels to kissing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about a peck. You know, like a you hold your lips. I'm talking about that 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 sloppy tongue. You you know, you chasing his lips with your tongue and y'all breathing each other's breath and you know, y'all on one I mean, I'm talking about that heavy, that passion, passionate kissing. Y'all like that? I love that. So anyway, and that's very important. Hey guys, y'all need to know that. Quit kissing women with them crusty lips. Get you some Carmax because you might get one of them passionate kisses, but you got to keep your lip game tight. Okay, let me get back to Jess. Okay, so we kissing and hugging and nah, we couldn't grind or nothing. Now, now okay, let's go back to grinding. Now, hold on. Everybody say, you know, I went on one of my relationship group questions. I was like, do people still grind? They was like, what kind of romper room question is that? I said, shh, shh, I love to grind. Do you hear me? I will grind your ass into the wall. Do you hear me? <laughs> that is the best thing. I mean, it's a part of intimacy. You know what I'm saying? It's just a level to it. Grinding is, a, look, and I'm going to tell you something. It's been a little while for me. So two bumps, I'm good right now at this point. But anyway, <laughs> just so now he picks me up, right? He takes me to my room. He lays me down on my bed. Now, now this is how I know he's strong. Because I ain't no, he dealing with a heavyweight, right? I ain't no little bitty something. So I'm like, okay, he a little strong. Because he picked me up and then I'm scared I'm in my mind. But I was still, I was in heat. So I couldn't really, you know, be scared. But I was still kissing him. But I was scared. I'm like, don't drop my big ass. Lay me down. <laughs> So he laid me on my bed and he laid, he laid me on my back. He pulled my, I had on some uh, shorts, pulled my shorts down and he began to look, lip talk to my little lady, right? So, I mean, he was, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. He uh, got down and man, he took care. I was like, okay. So we was, I mean, the moment, it was just so heated and passionate. So then after that, you know, he, we proceeded, he, you know, he had spread my legs and the V and man, he, he act like he ain't ate for 10 days. So I was like, okay, cool. So he was good. So I'm going to tell you something. He was good with that. So then, you know, after that, you know, he, uh, got on top of me and, you know, we, we did our thing and, I mean, it was very, it wasn't just sex. It was very, it was a connection. You know, intimately, we, our souls connected, honestly. And it, I'm just, this is like my second time personally being in his space. But our, that moment, we were really, I mean, it was like we both needed that. We both needed that 
climax. We both needed that passion for whatever I was going through in my life, for whatever he was going through. It was like, we just, honestly, we connected. So after that, you know, Trixie, I was like, all right, I'm good. You good? All right, then. I'll see you later. You know, we'll get together. I'll call you later. Because it ain't no big deal. I don't, you I mean, you don't have to just lay up and, you know, and I got to go. Do, no, no, uh-uh. I'm good. Here, you want me to give you, that go to the bathroom? Or you want me to go get your little towel? You know, I'm going to get that. What you want me to do? But I don't want to do all of that, you know, you know, that all at all. Like, we are, oh, we got to lay here. And we just made love and opened up the you know, let the wind blow, because it was a summertime. Open the windows, let the air blow, and some flowers. Like, nah, I don't want to do all that. You got your nut. I got mine. I'll see you next time. We was cool. So after this, now, we talked. Like I said, you know, he started acting kind of, kind of crazy, right? So he would, you know, be like, well, you're not trying to be with me. And you, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm working, I'm doing my thing. And, you know, it was just a situation. You know what I'm saying? We weren't in a relationship because he was, you know, kind of evasive about his relationship or his, you know, his status or where he lived. So he finally came clean one day and said, you know what? Um, I was at the end of this relationship when I met you and, you know, me and her didn't communicate and, you know, now I'm moving to get my own place. And, you know, that, that turned me off and that just really deterred me to even go any further with him because you should have told me this from the beginning. And that's another thing that I really don't like. Don't put me in a situation. Give me the option to see if that's what I want to do. Don't put me in that. And then he was like, well, you know what? I didn't want her to harass you at your job and it was a whole big mess so he was like look it's over with I'm going to give him you know I'm moving out so then he was like well you know what um I need some place to stay until I get my place I was like I'm like Scooby-Doo what you can't stay with me you what Nah, uh-uh. I, I mean, you know, it was good. You know, look good time we had, but now, you know, you can't come and stay now. Ain't no keys. I ain't passing out no keys. You know, you ain't talking about the mortgage and the lights and the cable and food. No, ain't, this ain't no shelter. I'm, I don't have a shelter. You know, I ain't got no little love shack. None of that. So I was like, no, you know, and I, he really got upset with me because, and I think he was lying. Now, when I tell you this man had a look, his car had to at least be, the car he was driving was at least a hundred thousand, right? Why you ain't got no place? You ain't got nowhere to go. You ain't got no family, nowhere. To- so then he wanted to tell me days after, oh, I've been sleeping in my car. When I tell you this man was, that man was not sleeping in his damn car. So now he's running gang, right? So I'm like, okay, look, it's not going to happen. You can't come stay here. I when I tell you, he did a whole 360 switch. I mean, his, I mean, and it was so disturbing because this man started talking about committing suicide. You know, how would you feel if you seen on the news that, you know, I committed suicide because you wouldn't accept me? And that just really, you know, tripped me out because I was like, that's crazy. Because at first, you know, we was going back and forth and, See, he liked that clown and stuff. Cause he tricks he, she will cuss you out. I like, look, I don't want to hear that shit. Da 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 da. She will really get on. But see, he liked that. 
So I had to switch. So after that suicide comment, I was like, I'm just going to listen. Because now this man showed me that mentally he was not all there at all. And he was just rambling and rambling and saying, you know, uh, something happened to me. And how would you feel? And it's, it'll be all your fault. And all I tried to do was be, I was like, right, is he serious? And I just listened to him. I was just like, okay. Because then the combative part was like, look, fuck that. Because then I blocked him, right? And you better not block me. You know, um, uh, you blocked me again. I'm going to take care of you. I was like, oh, you want to you wanna threaten me? No, now you want to. Oh, now we're going to really get it, right? Now you want to go there. So then, but I seen that that might have been turning them on. I don't know. But you know what I told him? I said, that is really sad. I don't know. Who did it? I said, but you are too fine to be that fucked up. I said, I don't know what woman or how many women. I said, that is something that your mind, how you switch like that. And it was kind of scary for, it made me paranoid because when someone talks crazy to you and, you know, and you know, know where you work and where you live, you know, you looking like, damn, you know, is he going to come to my house? I mean, how deep is that? Because he was like, I don't care where you work, what you do, you know, that don't matter to me. And man, you hang up on me again. You just, I'm going I'm to do something. To, I was like, okay. I said, I tell you what, this is what we going to do. I said, cause now we got a, we got a problem. Cause now this is a threat. I said, look, do not contact me in any form. You call my phone, you know, you come at my house. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do paperwork. And that's another thing, ladies and gentlemen. Do your paperwork. If you have someone that is not, uh, that is unstable and you feel uncomfortable or you feel threatened, you're dating someone that didn't work, do your paperwork just for yourself, just for informational purposes. Always CYA, cover your ass because we don't know how people mindset is. You know, it's a lot of mental illness out here. I don't, I mean, from different backgrounds. You really don't know people from their past, you know, their upbringing, their families, you know, what didn't happen, you know, or really, you you just don't really know people. And and why I say that, because can you honestly, and I want y'all to ask yourself this question, who can you really say you know? You could be with someone 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 30 years. And they can do something to you and come out of the bag and you really don't know that person. So, um, the ending of that situation with, uh, Jess, I had, and he finally stopped calling because he was still called, still FaceTime. And it, it, it made me a little bit on edge, but the, um, he hasn't gotten in touch with me in, you know, maybe about a month or so. And really that's good. Cause when I tell you, he was really, really calling. So definitely you all be safe and uh be careful out there and use your common sense. So look, we're going to listen to another song and take a commercial break. We'll be back. Cigarettes and sex on your breath again. It's cool the same way we kiss. Pay special to protect you I guess you can live Oh, the first body went down You didn't know what I'm in I'd rather lay you down and get the next killing 
But I'm back. I'm back, back, back. Okay, so now this is going to be my last segment, and I'm going to talk about the ugly, one of my situations. I met this and this person on um, the dating site. This is when I was, you know, meeting different people. So this was back, I don't know what year this was. But anyway, he was an author. Matter of fact, he was an older gentleman, and he lived in Indiana, supposedly right? Supposedly. So he was this supposed to be this, uh, author with, now this is even before I started writing. I, so, you know, this was years ago. I wasn't even writing, thinking about a book, none of that. So this was this author. He was an older guy and he had his own little 
talk show, a radio show. And, you know, so, you know, we talked on the phone. You know, he was telling me, you know, he he, he was like, you could Google me. And which his name came up. His name came up. I'm like, okay, this is, well, I know one thing. This person exists. So we began to talk and, you know, have conversation and, you know, for, for, it, it, you know, that went on for about a month or two because I don't mind talking on the phone. I love talking on, I mean, texting and talking a lot, but I love texting more. But anyway, this person, he was, you know, he was very inspiring. You know, he was, he was intelligent, very educated. So we, you know, we would have great conversations and, but his, it was something about his voice. I was like, it's the weirdest shit. I was like, that voice though. I mean, cause he, I mean, we can have some good, but that voice was just, you know, so we, we didn't meet yet. So we would talk and talk. We would, you know, talk. So I said, well, send me a picture of you, you know, cause we talked for about, you know, a few weeks, you know, I want to put a face to this person. Now I see the pictures that he's, that he, that's, that I can Google and see the images, but I, I want to, you know, see current pictures of you. Cause all of them were the same. And I thought that was the strangest thing. Right. So he sent me a picture. And what he did was he took a picture with his phone of a Polaroid picture. Now, I don't know who's listening, but I'm talking about the old, you know, the old instant camera. The the picture would come right out. You push the button and it would slide out. And he, paced, he, he took a thumbtack and put it on a board and sent that to me as his picture. I was like, what kind of shit? And then where did he find that damn pull right ass camera? They don't even make them damn things no more, right? So I was like, what kind of... So then I was like, well, take a picture with your phone and send it to me. But the I'm telling you, every picture this man sent me, it was the same pictures on Google. So something I was like, nah, you know, my man. And I was like, nah, something ain't right with this person, this guy. You know, I don't believe that he is the person that he's claiming to be. I don't believe that he's claiming to be this seven book author and this person that, no, I didn't, I didn't believe it. So I did my research. I went on Google. So then I started looking into his name and, you know, Google's tell you anything, uh, his, uh, property, his home, his home address. So it gave me that. So Google search, you know what it tell you where a person lives. This part, that's how I found out he lived in Hammond. And when I looked at the house, I was like, no, all this stuff ain't adding up. So I said, I don't know what's going on or what's really to this guy. So he was still calm. He was like, well, look, you know, let's meet in person. But I was really, really, you know, not feeling it at all. So then I said, okay. Let's meet. We'll meet at a restaurant. So he was like, no, you know what? I'm a gentleman. I want to pick you up from your house. I was like, no, I'm not giving you my home address. And he was too insistent on knowing where I live. And that made me so paranoid about even getting back on the sites because it's like the reality is you put yourself out there to the world. Once you put that profile picture, you're opening yourself to thousands, to hundreds, hundreds of thousands, to millions of people. And the thing is, you never know who knows you 
or know how you look, but you don't know them or how they look. So when I say that, um, the ending of that with him, we never met. This is when I'm, I don't know. I don't even know if this man has ever seen me or I know that I've never seen him. And I still don't know to this day that if he was the man that or the author that he claimed to be in those pictures. And and that kind of made me real paranoid. And that gave me a wake up call. Like, look, you know, people know you and can see you. And um, you don't know who they is. So it makes me very, very, you know, paranoid about, you know, online dating. And really, you know, I got off of it. I was like, look, that was enough. But um, I guess he's still out there. And um, to this day, like I said, I don't know who he is, but he knows me. And that was scary because once I wouldn't give him my address, you know, he had got real, you know, he wasn't mean, but he was just too, too. You know, trying to find out well, where you live. Well, why you won't let me pick you up? And da 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 da. I was like, no, 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 no. So, everybody, I want you to, I want you to date. I want you to be happy. I want you to love. I want you to enjoy life. You know, people are dying at the seconds, the minutes, the hours, and you know, you don't know when you're leaving here. And you know, just enjoy. It's nothing. I mean, dating can be scary. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to date to a certain extent you know but love follow your heart you know sometimes you have to step out on faith and with online dating I definitely stepped out on faith um because I've let I've met a lot of people you know talk to them some of my scenes some you'll hear about later on and some you know later on in the shows but uh definitely love and I want you all to be safe. And also, I want you all to go on my website, www.katrinadbrown.com. I have uh, books. I have my clothing, hats. I have tote bags. I have my shoes. You know, I do wine glasses, wine bottles, gift boxes, gift crates. I do it all. And my books, you can get my books on amazon.com. Put my name in, put .com, Katrina Brown, it'll pop up. Do still to come, Katrina Brown, it'll pop up. Guess who's coming, and guess who's coming too. And put my name, Katrina Brown, and it would definitely come up. Also, I still um, I have my upcoming shows, and I need a couple of guests, two women, two men, to come on and talk about relationships as well and your experiences. You know, you could come and, you know, talk about your experience and it may help someone, you know, because there's a lot of people going through a lot of things. And, um, this has definitely helped me and writing definitely was very therapeutic for me. And that's why I encourage it. So we don't have fun. Oh, also the dating game. I need people to come play the dating game. Um, I'm gonna have speed dating hookups. I'm gonna have, uh, we're gonna play adult twister and we're gonna play my game. Guess who's coming? I got good, pri- great prizes. You know, we're going to have a good time. And you know what? Y'all might get Trixie one afternoon. I don't know. They want me. They, they want to see her. Y'all want to see her? Look, hit me on Facebook and let me know. Do you want to, do you want to, you want Trixie to do a show? If you all want Trixie to do a show, I'm going to let Trixie do a show. 
So, and you know what that means. I'm going to be drinking my champagne, and I'm going to have a good old funky time. <laughs> so, definitely, I am so glad you all joined me. You know, making me more comfortable. I'm getting comfortable. This is my second show, and um, I appreciate your time. Love, be safe, and enjoy life. Hey, go on my Facebook page as well, Katrina D. Brown, and ask to join my private group. He's out there. Let's talk about online dating. That's my relationship group. It has grown over 3,000, and so I'm wrapping it up. I'm tussy rolling up out of here. And I'm about to go and relax and enjoy my day off. Be safe, and I will see you all next week. Next week, we're going to have guests. We're going to have the ladies and the gentlemen in to come in and talk about their relationship groups, their relationship uh, topics. All right, I'm about to go, and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you. Feel like love.